1: Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Red Circle, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Also, the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit like, subscribe, and turn the notifications on. Also, check us out on Off the Floor. You can find us at winnow.app backslash off the floor. That's winnow.app backslash off the floor. You get texts directly to your phone from myself, Alex, Brady, and Greg. Don't worry, we won't text you in the middle of the night. But you do get Q&As. You get contests. You get Long posts, all kinds of cool stuff there that you don't get on Twitter. And, again, you can bypass Twitter X or whatever it is it's called these days. And, again, you get the text directly to your phone. Also, check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. That includes Stones and more. You can find them at Mosaics.com. That's M-O-Z-A-I-C-S.com, a A family-owned business serving the community for over 20 years dedicated customer service wholesale distributors the best quality of porcelain and ceramic tiles along with a wide variety of high-end mosaics with unique modern designs check them out at mosaics.com that's m-o-z-i-a-c-s.com 305-828-0940 and now today's episode
2: down to biscay
1: yikes
2: Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Wait, here's the thing, you can check the score.
0: Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Bump said, you in trouble, y'all.
2: Check the floor plan, got a all bang Y'all seen the block? Stop one hand. And Pat, we trust. it's power to have the guts. We here to bring the heat. Y'all
0: can hang it up welcome to five on the floor a daily insider show on the miami heat and the nba featuring ethan skolnick greg sylvander and alex toledo plus others from the five reason sports network
1: all right welcome back to five on the floor here's today's floor plan i'm back thanks to greg sylvander alex toledo brady hawk and also our guy eternal and others for holding it down over the past week had a little bit of a vacation came back i feel like i need a vacation from the vacation and here's the floor plan i thought something might be done while i was gone alex i've got alex Toledo. you can follow him at tropical blanket but nothing is done i was able to follow it on twitter if it's not going to get done when well I'm something happy. got
2: done something got done all right today we got breaking news ethan i don't know what you're talking about the heat swiders Cole, Cole yeah. swider
1: got they got it done and in two years people will be upset that he got 22 million dollars a year from somebody else this is another shooter this one's six nine. he was playing with the Lakers in summer league. And he's another guy they may try to develop. They haven't signed him actually. They've just kind of given him a verbal promise, but we don't know right now if he's going to be at exhibit 10 or, or two way or how they're going to handle that going forward. And a lot of that does depend on the thing we are going to talk about today, which is Dame. And look, I, I got some things off my chest on, on Twitter or X or whenever, but I haven't been able to do it on the podcast. And I, I, I just want to come back to this and like, I don't want to insult anybody um, who's trying to do their job. Because clearly I'm not an NBA general manager. I haven't worked myself up through the ranks like Joe Cronin did with Portland. He's been there for more than a decade. He was there when Dame was drafted. And again, there's a reason that he's been promoted all this time. So I'm not going to disparage the man personally or in any other way. But what the F is he doing? I mean, I'm just, that's where I'm at. Because I, I don't even understand this from the Blazers perspective, Alex. This is where I come down on this, okay? Why do they want Dame Lillard to even play for them this season? That's the question I I can't seem to get an answer to. Like, you're holding him against his will. That's one thing, okay? He's not going to be happy about it. It's a weird situation for the fans. It's a weird situation for the young players you're trying to build with. But even in practical terms, you should want to be bad this season. As bad as possible. Because that's the way the NBA works. And you only keep your pick if it's a lottery pick. Otherwise, it's going to the Chicago Bulls. So why do you want any wins with Damian Lillard? You literally shut him down in the last 10 games of last season to get a high lottery pick this time. And even though this was a stronger draft that worked, you got his replacement. What are you holding him for when there are no offers from anybody else? None are going to come. There's nobody who's going to want his contract, $63 million in the last year of it. He's not going to get more valuable as you get up to the trade deadline. It's not like somebody's going to say, oh, Dame's the piece that puts us over the top. That's not what's going to happen. You want to have Dame in training camp if you trade for him and have a full season with him so that it's not a lost season. Can you explain to me – try to put your Blazers hat on here. Try to be any of these – and we've had some of them on the podcast. Aaron Fentress, who I know is more on the side of the training Dame. Sean Hyken, who is more on the side maybe of the Blazers. Others. Why Why would you keep – if you have a reasonable offer now or a better offer than you get for many girls – what is the purpose of taking Damon to training camp and to the season?
2: It's hard to come up with one as far as taking it as far as the regular season, because I think Damian Lillard, it's just obvious that like he helps you win games. Now, that's not to say that they're going to be a playoff team. If Lillard plays, it's not really what I'm thinking about. They could still get to that point of, um, you know, getting a lottery pick and not having to give it to the Bulls. It'll it'll just be, I think, I think you know, one up, uh, later than they want it to be and i don't think it's a situation where dame is gonna you know it's it's not going to go well everything is going to be out in the public everything is going to be messy and i don't think any party involved actually wants to deal with it i think that the blazers are just kind of doing their part in the negotiation and just be like yeah i mean if we have to we'll go into the season and i and they're just trying to kind of, I guess, push that angle where it's like there's no deadline for us. You guys are the ones with the deadline, and I don't know if you heard Brian Windhorst's comments. Uh, I think it was it was on his podcast on the Hoop Collective, uh, and it was aggregated, where it was really it was really just Windhorst talking about you know um, the Blazers have every reason to hold on because if they can't figure something out, if there's no you know. Deal that both sides feel good about this summer. Uh, maybe a different star becomes available uh, in, in the regular season, right? And by the trade deadline, maybe you can add to that, and all of a sudden, you have Dame with a star and and the young guys and this fantasy land vision that I don't think anybody actually thinks is actually possible, like that. Because we all know, we all know the deal. Like this, it's so past that point. Especially with like you know, on the last podcast, we talked about the way that everybody's talking about this situation. Uh, Ud Bam. Mm -hmm. even kind of Josh with the hinting, like everybody knows where we're at, you know? So I, I think the Blazers are kind of bluffing and just doing, you know, everything they can at this point to get a better deal.
1: And look, I don't want to disrespect Brian or anybody else who's trying to come up with, with feasible reasons here, but it seems like even Woj has given up the ghost on this. And we know that he was carrying water for the Portland front office. Like everybody's looking at this fantasy possibility down the line. What look, If anything was going to change this, okay, that memo is what would have changed it. Because the whole purpose of the memo, if it came from Portland, right, if it's Portland that complained to the league, was to open up the market to more teams. For Dame to have to say publicly or his agent to say publicly, look, we'll go and we'll play wherever it is that we're traded. The purpose was increasing the market. The purpose was basically giving Joe Cronin a crutch. Well, it hasn't worked. Everybody went on vacation. Like, I, I had somebody in the Heat front office tell me, which when I said I was going on vacation, they said, don't worry about it, Crow. It's not going to do anything now. Should they
2: have waited until September to issue that memo?
1: Maybe, right right before training camp, maybe to open up it a little bit more. But, again, who's going to make that trade right before training camp? Like, we, we've talked about the Heat have made some trades in the past. Zoe was acquired, like, the day before the season started. So it wouldn't be the first time. Look, Kyrie Irving was, was acquired – Uh, late into the summer by Boston right it was August at some point okay so this kind of stuff has happened but the memo didn't do anything so what's the next trigger point so then everybody's like well look the Portland doesn't have to do anything they could just take them to training camp I'm gonna keep saying this this is more uncomfortable for the Blazers than it is for the Heat and I, I understand when people say well the Heat are trying to win something this year so you don't want Lowry and Hero and Robinson not knowing their status coming into camp Lowry's collecting $30 million next year. He's going to be hanging with his buddy. He's not going to be a problem. Okay. Going to camp. He knows the deal at this point. Okay. Duncan's been through this now for three years. And Tyler's been going on Twitter spaces with Heat fans. Like it doesn't seem like he and he's in Milwaukee, okay, you know, doing tours and stuff and posting it on IG. it doesn't seem like he's like crying in his beer right now. Okay. Like it, it, it seems like. Everybody has an understanding of this. I know you did a podcast on this the other night about Jay Rich's comments. Players are aware of this. They don't want to get traded to Portland. I get it, okay, or anybody else. They want to be in Miami. But I do think that they'll be able to come to training camp, and if that's the case, Spolscher will have an honest conversation with them. I go back to – this is a season nobody really talks about, okay? 2009-2010. We all talk about it in the context of, well, that's when they got the big three, right? They got it after that season. OK. Eric Spoelstra was very proud of his team that year, and I actually thought Eric did a really good job because he had a ton of guys on expiring contracts. They knew the deal. They knew that most likely they weren't going to get re-signed because the Heat were going after bigger fish in 2010. Right. But that team played pretty hard, like they weren't good enough. They lost in the first round of Boston. Dwayne wanted more help, but they played hard. Like I've, we've had Quentin Richardson on the podcast. He's talked about it. Um, you know, the big problems were Beasley didn't develop. I know your guy, but didn't develop the way that they wanted him to develop. Um, and and they had some injuries over the course of the season and and other things that happened, Jermaine, et cetera. But they 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 competed. Eric will get the team to compete. Okay. I don't think he's gonna have more problems than he had last. Uh, training camp when everybody seemed to come in with different agendas because this guy wanted to start and yurt wanted to start and all depot was coming back in and you were trying to plug all these different pieces together and lowry was upset about the whole conditioning thing and all the rest of that things that was happening and eric and others were dealing with some personal stuff too and so i don't think it's going to be harder than it was last training camp but portland and i keep saying this ESPN they're going to go to Portland if Dame is in camp or he isn't in camp that's going to be the story just like it was when Jimmy wouldn't report in Minnesota and I've said that I do believe that Dame needs to make it uncomfortable and I think at some point he will maybe it's not the Chris Haynes interview but he's going to say something okay that is is going to make things worse intentionally because he has to okay and so Alice that's what I come to like to me the, the, the clock ticks for the Blazers dame's not getting younger
2: yeah and I, I i just don't believe in that other side that for example wind horse is pointing out where they'll be able to you know at some point attract another star who is upset or frustrated you know whatever verbiage you want to use uh, you know with their situation i just don't believe it's going to happen i don't see any star wanting to you know sign up for going to play for the portland trailblazers while dame is actively trying to get out of there <laughs> like i just don't think especially now with dame there um you know like you said and i know that they they sh- have shut him down early in past seasons but you know those teams were barely headed for the play-in so I, I just don't see the promise for any sort of situation like that like everybody would have to be on the same page for something like that to happen you Know maybe they snag a Levine type of star. We're not even talking about a real star, like, but I think they're, they're the ship. I mean, what is it? There we go, me uh screwing up commonly used phrases again. Uh, the ship has sailed, right? Like, that That ship has sailed, that it's over, that it's, it's not gonna happen. And and you just look through the teams, which I know we're gonna go through, it's just hard to come up with reasons. I mean, you could come up with actually, on, on the other hand, about 12 different reasons why they should not try to keep Dame and, and just go straight to um, kind of stockpiling and, and going absolutely embracing the rebuild.
1: After the break, I want to ask this question. So let's think about this a little bit. Can you think of a star who wanted to leave, who was later convinced to stay and it worked out? Because I had seven days on a cruise to try to figure that out, and I can't come up with a name, but maybe you can. I do want to mention a couple sponsors here the Five Reasons Sports Network, our friend Lynette. Well, this will work out if you need insurance, you need car insurance, you need life insurance, you need retirement programs, anything. They can handle notary services, all of it. Our friend Lynette, she's on all of our streams, a huge Miami Heat fan. I mean, when I say big, I mean, she's probably the biggest Miami Heat fan who follows us. Insurance by InsurancebyLynette.com. You can find her insurance by Lynette.com. It's called A, Aggressive Insurance. She's based in sort of the North uh, Lauderdale area, but she serviced the entire area. We have sent a ton of people to her already, and she always does a great job for them. If you have bad a bad driving record, she can get you car insurance. I promise you, okay? I've experienced with this, not for me but she's helped others that I know. So go to a aggressive insurance. It's insurance by Lynette.com. We also want to mention prize picks. You can get on the props, not just for the NFL preseason games now, but also going forward for the NFL futures, the NBA futures. It's all there on prize picks. Use the code five F I V E. And of course you should be playing messy all the time there. So use the code five F I V E, get that initial deposit matched up to a hundred dollars. Hey, it's Ethan Skolner for Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. As you know, we heard from Pat Riley recently. Everybody has an opinion on trades, free agency, who they should keep, who they should give up, who they should get. Well, whatever it is that Riley and the Heat do, you don't want them giving up too much and getting too little, right? Well, the same is true of shaving products, and that's why I use Harry's shaving products. I love the way it handles, I love the way it looks, and I love the quality of the shave. I have a little bit of trouble growing out a good beard so better to just shave it off and make sure that it looks somewhat professional. These are German-engineered blades made in their own factory, so they stay sharp longer. means you can use them longer. And also, they've got customizable delivery options for scheduled refills as low as 2 bucks, half of what you pay for other big brands. Also, I would recommend the shaving lotion as well and the body wash. So check it out. You can go to harrys.com backslash five. That's harrys.com backslash five. You'll get a $13 trial set for just three bucks. Again, don't pay too much and get too little. Same is true of shaving as NBA transactions. harrys.com backslash five for your $3 trial set. All right. Is there a name? Is there anybody you can think of who's asked for a trade, has been convinced to stay, and it's worked out?
2: No. I mean, you put me on the spot with that one. I know I can't come up with the, I can't come up with one right away. Like it's because usually once you get to that point where a, a trader's requested and it either leaks or becomes public, like it's just hard to, I think, go back from that. And, and I, you know, it's just so funny that they would try to even you know, bluff with, with something like this, considering what just happened, what just took place with KD and Kyrie in Brooklyn. And, you know, obviously Harden, it was a part of that too earlier in the, in that saga. It's just like, nobody actually, actually believes that that's a path worth taking a path worth going down for the Blazers. I, I just think, you know, um, I, I wish there was something that they can do to hurry this up already, but because it's just dragging out and I, and Hey, Joe Cronin might've been right about months and months.
1: Well, it may be right about months and months, but again, I just don't see how it gets any better. And it's, there's so many factors involved in that. But the one crazy idea is that they'll convince Dame that this is the place to be, because like you said, he wants a star to play with. No star is going to go to that situation under these circumstances they would have to get a guy who's under contract for the next three plus years, right? Who's going to fit with Dame. Are they going to get a player who is any better than CJ McCollum was when they traded him, which means that they've done a complete reversal from trading McCollum in the first place, which was that they were pivoting to try to build a different kind of team. Who are they getting? Pascal Siakam long-term. What does that make the Blazers? And that's the other point to this. I said that, they need to try to keep that pick because otherwise it goes to Chicago, right? But under the best case scenario, okay, how high can the Blazers get in the West? Best case scenario. Like, if they don't get a star, what's the highest that they could get? Playing team? Maybe, if they're fortunate. They had Dame healthy the entire season.
2: Well, I mean, I I was actually looking at that not that long ago and referenced it on a pod that it was uh, about 66 and 67, so relatively healthy, 15 or so missed games but
1: no but the um, 15 missed games though alex were were 10 of them were forced
2: oh yeah but that's 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 true i i don't have the timeline on how many of those you know where the, the, they kind the, of the sat last him 10,
1: the last 10 they sought they sat him to okay. soft tank so he played 67 out of the first 72 okay, okay. 16, yeah that's 67. great
2: seven so i mean Yeah, like I'm looking at it right now. I just don't see any of those teams that are in the playing race that the Blazers are going to hop over, which, you know, just to remind everybody, OKC, the Pelicans, the Timberwolves, and the Lakers, I think, (laughs) sorry, uh, the one scenario that you can kind of look at and and say maybe, you know, you can kind of hope that they just have another terrible season with injuries is the Pelicans, right? But even then, like the Mavericks are right there. You know the Mavs are going to have a full season now with Luca and Kyrie, and, and and they
1: they had a good draft. They they and they they seem to upgrade the rock. I mean, a lot of people like what they've done. I, I want to see yeah. how it looks with Luka and Kyrie, but I would anticipate that they would be better. So what's their best? So maybe I guess Cronin isn't worried about losing the lottery pick because he doesn't think they have a chance to, to do any better than the play-in to begin with, even with Dame. Then what is the, the, the point thing. of keeping like him? It
2: Exactly. All you're doing is just worse is like worsening where your 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 pick is gonna be. Where because right that team should be one where like you already like I've mentioned on so many um pods before. I've hammered this point just so many times. It's just you kickstarted that rebuild and you did it while promising Dame that you were trying to get him help. You did it by as everybody has pointed out drafting his quote unquote replacement, uh, somebody uh, who's a 19 year old point guard, and you know getting Scoot at three is great for them uh also when you add the shade and sharp and the other picks that they've got in these past couple of years like you've got something there you've got a foundation there they should be adding to it adding other insane talents and like getting Dame to play and maybe they go from having the second pick you know potentially to i don't know like the eighth or the ninth pick like what are you doing that for like i just don't see the the vision i i, I they've already got what they need to to Transition, You know what I mean? It's not going to be an ugly transition where you start from scratch. You already have these exciting young players. And, you know, to sell to a fan base um, that is, you know, everybody loves them and everybody says the Blazers fans are great and they, you know, they fill out the Rose Garden if that's what it's still called. But uh, I think they just got to do it at this point because, like, dragging this into training camp, it's just it's going to get ugly, man. Everybody at that point, think about that. Training camp is late September, right? Mm -hmm. around that point okay so when was the first when was the trade request first made
1: i mean we're 37 days today so it was made um yeah i mean june 30th july 1st somewhere around that time frame yeah i mean (laughs) is dame gonna be any happier dame wasn't happy to begin with is he gonna be any happier having to share the ball now with a 19 year old no matter how talented that player is and then how happy is Anthony simons gonna be having to move to the three and how happy is sharp going to be after he had a breakout in the second half of last season, sitting behind all of these guys while they're getting bludgeoned on the boards with the exception of Nurkic? they don't have any front court players. And, and so this is not, and, and they I have know, Jeremy Grant locked in at five well, years. Okay, you're right. You're right. They do have Jeremy <laughs> Grant, but there's not a lot of depth there. I'm just saying like best case scenario, there is talent there, but the talent is all over the place. It were actually, it's mostly at the guard position and it, it's, these are players Dame is getting in their way and he's, they're going to get in his way. And so I I understand that like, there's this, this narrative and we're going to try to bring some of these people on. Okay. Whether it's Matt Moore, HP basketball, et cetera, who, you know, which is like heat fans are spoiled. Gimme, 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 gimme. But it's, it's not like this is coming from nowhere. Like, I'm trying to put myself in the Blazers' shoes. And the only thing I can say is they're waiting on some fantasy deal to come along that is not going to actually happen, or they're waiting to convince Dame to stay, which is not going to actually happen, where he's going to be happy about it because there's no precedent for that. And he digs his heels in, as we saw, because he just stayed for 11 years with a franchise that didn't give him much to play with because he didn't want to run from the grind. Well, now he wants to run from it, so he's going to run as fast as he freaking can. And that's kind of where we're at. And so I come back from the trip and I'm kind of like, okay, nothing happened, except it just seems to me like the Blazers lost the only leverage that they had, which was this stupid memo, which now we're two weeks out of this, and now there's been reports as well that there's no way that the league, and I know it was only Sam Amico and a couple others speculated this, there's no way the league is going to veto a trade. So really, that was never a possibility from the first place because it's not the same as the Chris Paul thing because the league owned a team in that case. And so there was a lot that was going on there that has nothing to do with this. And so I'm just going to close here, and I appreciate you guys holding it down for this. This thing just got stupider since I left. I mean, seriously, it just did. Like, that's it, okay? Dame is going to be with the Heat eventually. The Heat players know it. That's why, bam, UD and all. Because, really, it is complete malpractice at this point for the Blazers to take this guy into training camp. It is. It makes no sense for them. It makes no sense for him. Has nothing to do with the Miami Heat. Thanks to our sponsors, Mosaics.com, Stones and More. You can find them. Also, Prize Picks. Use the code 5FIVE and A-Aggressive Insurance, insurance by Lynette.com. We're doing a Dwayne Wade week. We're going to go through five different eras. We're going to do it on playback. We're going to do it on the podcast. we got Norris Cole coming in. We're going to have some others coming in. We're going to celebrate Dwayne this week. I, and we're not going to try to talk about Dame quite as much, although I'm sure it will come up. Have a good night. Everybody.
0: Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network.